The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one whom it was written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't have a perfect memory. Um, I know for many of us, uh, we don't have perfect memories, you know, perfect recall or other things. And one of the things that we learn at a young age is to distinguish between things and sometimes to find the oddity or the thing that doesn't stick out uh, than the things that do. And so one of the things that very, is very common for our life is to focus on the bad things, right? Uh, the hurtful things, the ways which we are failures or we mess up or, or other things, and to forget about the good things, right? We focus on the bad things and we forget about gratitude or to see the ways that we're working or that God's working in these other things. And we kind of just fixate on sometimes the negative or the bad. Well, one of the things that's important for us to do is to be able to not just forget about those things, right? It's important for us to be aware of the ways where we maybe mess up or hurt people or the ways that we need to improve. But it's also important for us to see reality as it truly is and to see the fullness of the picture when a lot of the times we don't. In the readings today, I think that's very uh, common for us to do as well. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah is this prophet who's foretelling of this coming of the Messiah. And so it has all of these prophecies. But the prophecies are really confusing. And I don't know about you, uh, but when I hear it, I, you know, certain things pick out. But overall, I'm just like, where are you going, Isaiah? You know, I'm not quite picking up the full uh, meaning of it all. And so maybe one or two things stick out. And one of the things that stuck out uh, when I was reading is that he comes with vindication. He comes with vindication. 
Now, when I think of vindication, you think of kind of, you know, your enemy will be destroyed, right? Vindication, you'll be revenge, right? There will be revenge. There will be some sort of recompense. There will be uh, right in the world where the wrong, the bad people will be destroyed. The good people will be exalted and will be, you know, good. That vindication in the end. And so we hear this. He comes with vindication in the very middle of Isaiah. And the rest of it is talking about, well, uh, there will, they will bloom with abundance of flowers. I'm like, wait, it doesn't seem like vindication, right? The flowers are going to bloom with, with or the, you know, there's going to be fields with flowers blooming. What kind of vindication is that? Um, the blind will be, their eyes of the blind will be open. The deaf ears will be cleared. Well, okay, those are all good things, but that's not vindication. Well, maybe it's not the vindication that we expect, right? It's not the vindication that we uh, kind of associate as vindication. It's the vindication that the Lord gives. It's the vindication of the way that He works, which is righting the wrongs of the brokenness of humanity. And so we start to recognize in some ways that we have blind spots in our understanding of what God's prophecy is to us. What the things are that God works in our life. And we sometimes need to have patience in terms of understanding Isaiah's prophecy. They had to wait for hundreds of years for the coming of Jesus. And we are still waiting for the second coming, right? And so we hear in the early church, in the second reading, the letter from St. James. And he talks about this patience. So James, right is one of the apostles, and he's writing to the early church, and he's saying, hey, Jesus rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and now we're waiting for his second coming, but we need to be patient because sometimes we don't always understand it. Sometimes we see that the prophets in the past had to wait a long time. And so he says, take an example of hardship and patience the prophets who spoke, uh, of the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And so one of the things that he's doing, which is really helpful for us, is in times of difficulties, we look towards the past and we say, well, how did God work in the past, right? Both the past in Scripture, in the Old Testament, in the early church, in the church in the Middle Ages, in the church uh, in the last hundred years, but also in our life. What kind of ways did God work in the past so that I can help understand the way that He's working in the present and the way that He's going to be working in the future? And to recognize that a lot of the times we don't recognize it. A lot of times, we don't see it. And so what do we do? Well, I think John the Baptist is a similar, uh, is that story of somebody where God is working and he's just not seeing it, right? He's in prison. He's been doing the right thing. He uh, has been preaching the coming of the kingdom of God, and yet he's thrown in prison. He's thrown in prison specifically because he's uh, spoke out against Herod's unlawful marriage. And this unlawful marriage... He spoke against, and so Herod had him thrown in. And eventually, uh, Herod's unlawful wife would have his head cut off. Okay? So this is what you get for sometimes preaching uh, the, the gospel and the kingdom of God, right? And St. John the Baptist is in prison, and he's like, hey, what's happening? You know, if I'm in prison, it seems like as if my words, my prophecies aren't happening, right? I said that the kingdom of God is happening, but yet I'm not seeing it. And he goes and sends his disciples to Jesus. And Jesus, it would be really nice if he just gave a yes-no answer, right? But he, but he doesn't. He, he gives us something that we're able to still soak on and learn from today. Well, how does he answer the question? He answers the question by saying, you know, 
um, sorry, um, tell them, go and tell John what you hear and see. Go and tell him what you hear and see. Tell him what's happening right here in front of you. What's happening right here? Right? If we look closely, and we don't even have to look that closely, we just have to be aware and actually open our eyes, that people who are blind's eyes are open, right? That people can hear who haven't been able to hear, and that the good news of the gospel is proclaimed to the poor. And so how do we take that today? Well, we take that today, I think it's important for us in the busyness of our life, sometimes to just latch on to the negative or those other problems or, or to think, well, I expect God to work in this way and He's not working in this way, so He's not working. Well, actually what we need to do is take a moment and actually open up our ears, open up our eyes, and to take a moment to see where God is working now. Because He is working now and here in this place. What I'd like to do for the next five minutes is do a, a prayer. Um, I tell you to pray a lot. Uh, prayer is super important. We pray here when we're here at Mass. Um, and it's really important for us to pray back at home. But sometimes, you know, other than the rosary or different rope prayers, well, what do we really do? One of the prayers that has been really fruitful in my life is called the examine. It's not the examination of conscience. That's another one which is really helpful at the end of the day to kind of examine your conscience and ask the Lord's mercy at the end of the day and pray the act of contrition. Uh, The examine is a little bit different. You can do it at any point of the day. And the examine, uh, although it has a, a small portion of the examination of conscience, it's mostly about examining your life and seeing the way that God is working in your day. And you can do it at any point in the day. And you kind of look over the last 24 hours. And so we're going to do that. We're going to kind of look at uh, yesterday at 9 o'clock and kind of go through the next 24 hours. And we're just going to look at what our life, what kind of things have been happening. And so we're going to take five minutes. You can pray this for five minutes, 10 minutes, for 15 minutes. Uh, I'm going to just walk you through it. And if if it's fruitful, I hope it is. Uh, I did print out sheets which have uh, what we have uh, in the back. And so if you'd like to prick those up. And pray those, that would be fantastic. But uh, we're just going to take five minutes and just kind of uh, settle ourselves and to pray and just to see what ways that God has been working in our life. Open up our eyes and ears uh, to see that way. And so why don't we begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I become aware of the love with which God the Father looks upon me as I begin this examine and transition into this prayer. Step one is gratitude. I note the gifts and blessing that the Father's love has given me this day, and I give thanks to Him for His grace. And so, Lord, You're always pouring Your gifts upon us, and so we just look over the last 24 hours, right, since 9 o'clock tomorrow, yesterday, and just kind of see what kind of ways that we were particularly blessed. What kind of gifts and blessings out of the Father's love has He given us? Step two is petition. I ask the Holy Spirit for an insight and strength that will make this examine a work of grace fruitful beyond my human capacity. So we just invite the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come and be with us. We do not want to just think with our own thoughts, but we ask that you uh, come and you guide our thoughts and our examine. Step three, review. 
With Jesus, I review the day in general. I look for and at the stirrings of my heart and the thoughts that have been from God and not from him this day. I review my choices in response to both. So one helpful way to do this is kind of just imagine like as if you're watching a movie of your life and you're able to kind of pause, fast forward, and you're looking at it and watching it with Jesus. Of course, you know what your heart was doing at the time, how you felt, what you experienced. You just kind of sit at those different important times in the last 24 hours, those important times, and to just see them with Jesus. Once again, I review the day in general. I look for and at the stirrings in my heart and the thoughts that have been from God and not from him this day. Step four, forgiveness. I ask for the healing touch of our merciful Father, who with love and respect for me heals my heart's burdens. So Lord, we just look at those ways that we maybe didn't respond to you, and we just ask that you heal us. What kind of burdens and what kind of things we're carrying, the difficulties, the struggles, and we just ask for your healing touch. Step five, renewal. I look to the following day and with the Holy Spirit plan concretely how to live it in accord with God's loving plan and desire for my life. So we kind of look over the next 24 hours and we just kind of know certain things that are going to be coming, whether difficulties, joys, things that we're looking forward to. And we just invite the Lord and the Holy Spirit to prepare the way before us as we uh, enter into those things. And we just plan concretely on how to Uh, overcome certain difficulties of the past and to be able to uh, act with him in the future. So we ask for that renewal. Lastly, we transition. Aware of God's presence with me, I prayerfully conclude this examine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was actually a little bit just under five minutes. Five-minute prayer. All of us have five minutes throughout the day. And I encourage you, if that was uh, fruitful, to take one of the, the sheets that are in front of the oils or over on, on this side by the stairs. 
Uh, there's a big sheet that's a big printout on a full page or a small cutout, uh, which has a little bit sh smaller print, um, and hope that's useful. If uh, you'd also like to, we'll have some in the, in the office if you forget to grab one or they run out. Uh, also, you can always uh, find it on my uh, podcast or website. Uh, I'll post it and put it along with this podcast uh, at superiorpriest.com. So uh, you can find it.